Off, I want to say Betty Jo Tucker movie at a headquarters every Tuesday at 4 p.m. And this week it will be film tunes for National Dance Day. It's on Blog Talk Radio. Also, no name, word up. Okay. And uh, what do we have that? July 24th, 7 p.m. at the Community Bookshop Liberia, Communitaria. Okay. No name, word up, bookshop. Okay. That's at Amsterdam Avenue and 165th Street. Eric Vetter is the MC, and tonight's guests are Charles McBee, Emily Winter, Shelley Coleman, uh, Tamara Wilson, and more. Okay, that's tonight at 7 p.m. Board up. 2113 Amsterdam Avenue, corner of 165th Street, and it's free, so check that out. All right, let's find some uh, music for the day, and uh, we'll start it off with Bria Skonberg with a very long song.
That was Bria Sconberg. You could check her out on CD Baby, a very talented woman. Bria Sconberg. Go to briasconberg.com for more information. Very talented. Very talented. Now I have I uh, downloaded some new comedy for us to listen to, if I can find it. Hi, Betty Jo. We'll be at a headquarters. I see you uh, listening via the phone. All right. Where is this? It's in the J's. Let me find it. Uh, anyway, uh, ah, found her. Okay, there she is. Uh, one of the first really uh, female comedians, uh, uh, Jean Carroll. Why didn't she get fat? Well, you know, how do you like how do you like my tan? I just got back from Florida. Oh, I had a wonderful time. You know, I used to wonder why doctors tell you to go to Florida for rheumatism. Well, I found out you get it there. But I really loved it. You should see the sales they have. Everything is on sale. I bought me a beautiful outfit for hunting. This is it. But, you know, I... Oh, I met so many lovely women. We used to sit around the pool and tell lies. And, you know, it's really... They dressed down there. One woman came in with a silver fox down to her knees and a bald-headed wolf up to her chin. And then they had they had another girl. Wow, does she have a dress on? If it was any lower on the top and any higher on the bottom, it would have been a belt. But I and you know something? Oh, the women, they were so nice. They used to sit around and tell lies. You know, they all they all brag about their children. Oh, my son is a genius. He talks. He's only 30. And all the women have sons, doctors, lawyers. No one works. But I met, I met one nice old lady. Oh, she was so nice. She had so many operations. And uh, only the big doctors operated. The little ones watched. But I tell you... And I developed a very sort of, a sort of a bronchial condition from the dampness. So we were sitting around. This woman said, "Gee, you have a terrible cold. What are you doing?" I said, "I'm coughing." So she she said, "Why don't you take something for it?" I said, "Well, make me an offer." So she told me about a big throat doctor in Fort Lauderdale. Only big throat she examined. So I took my big throat over to his office, and it was a big office. I got my throat in, but I me $25. You know what he told me to do? He told me to go home where the climate is nice. Well, I was glad to come back here because I really miss my little girl. I have a little girl, a rotten kid. And, you know, <laughs> as a matter of fact, when I see children in an audience, I get such a feeling. I love kids. I used to go to school with them. And, you know, <laughs> like when women complain about children, sometimes can be very testing, you know. But I'm telling you, like I heard one woman say, when her little boy was three months old, she could have eaten him up, and now she wishes she had. <laughs> you know that having a child is the greatest blessing in the world. Now, I know because I have my little girl. My mother kept telling me what a wonderful thing it was to be a mother. Finally came the big day in my life I had my baby. Oh, I was so happy. I couldn't wait to send her to camp. <laughs> But I waited till she was old enough. She needed other children. She could adjust. I sent her. She was a year and a half. And uh, cost me 4000 bucks. She learned how to make a wallet. But, you know, I, I used to live here in New York City, you know, and I lived in a very nice neighborhood. All the women did their laundry in the basement. Why not? There was four feet of water there. And, uh, I really didn't mind the water, but all those alligators. But anyhow... So I met this girlfriend of mine. Well, she's not really a friend. We know a lot about each other. And 
live in New York, but, you know, now she lives in the suburbs. You know, big deal. I knew her when she went on the roof with Clorox. So, <laughs> she met me on the street. She said, Jane, I must talk to you about your rotten kids. You know something? It's your fault that she's a rotten kid. I said, why? What have I done? Am I a rotten mother? She said, no. How do you expect to raise a kid in New York? Who do you know grows up in New York? Nobody could grow up in New York. Well, you see, that mixed me up because I see a lot of grown-ups in New York. <laughs> but I figured out they grow up out of town. They run in for a few days like this to mix me up. She said, now listen, move to the country. And I think she meant the old country. She said, you never saw the dogs love it up there. And you will see what a change that'll make in your rotten kids. Well, I did. I moved to the country, and I'm telling you, I never saw happier dogs in my life. And of course, <laughs> and of course in the country, you know, everything is organization, group. Everything is done in groups. Two women meet on the street. Oh, Agnes, I'm going to have a baby. Isn't that wonderful? So am I. Who else can we get? But <laughs> I joined all the organizations, and it was wonderful. PTA, PTA, PTA. I spent so much time attending PTA, my kid became a delinquent. And my husband, my husband, he joined a kennel club as a dog. You figure they feed him there. <laughs> you know, when people hear that you have a teenage child, the first thing they ask you is, does your kid keep a room neat? Well, who knows? Who can even get in to look in? You know, it's piled up to here. Like this one woman, she said she had a daughter, and no matter what she did, this child just wouldn't keep a neat room. She said she tried everything. She pleaded with her, begged her, punished her, rewarded her, threatened her. Nothing she did had any effect on this child. Finally, this woman, a lot of money, she took the kid to a psychiatrist, spent thousands of dollars. You know what they found out? The kid's a slob. <laughs> but now they say, they say that a child should have a pet. Every child should have a pet to love, to lavish their love. Why don't they try loving their mother? Like my little girl came to me, she said, Mommy, I want somebody to talk to, I want a dog. You see, and she knows how to talk to dogs. So of course, I really didn't want a dog in the house, but to my kid, I wouldn't say no, because she hit. So I, <laughs> I got her a dog, you should see, a half a greyhound, half a dachshund. You know, it's honest, the funniest looking dog you ever saw in your life. Legs like this in the front, legs like this in the back. I said to the guy at the kennels, that's a funny looking dog. He said, yeah, but he's the fastest dog in the world going downhill. <laughs> Very nice dog. He loves children. Eats one every day. But oh, I'm saying, he's a monster. I didn't dare leave him alone in the house. The other day, I almost had a fit. I went out of the house for a few minutes. I came back. The dog had a bone this long in his mouth. My husband's shoe was on the other end. <laughs> oh, let me tell you something. I have a husband. I must tell you about my honeymoon with him because he is the sweetest guy. We had reserved a honeymoon suite in a very nice hotel. And right after the wedding, I went up and I got into it. You know, I went into my room. He was in his room. And I got into this negligee, beautiful chiffon. I wanted to look as pretty as I could possibly look. And I brushed my hair enough with mules on my feet. And I thought, well, you better get in that room tonight unless you want to annul the marriage. So I started back in, and when I saw him, I stopped it. He never looked more virile, more masculine in his life. Hands and his hair were slicked down. He had a pipe in his mouth, a maroon smoking jacket on, and bedroom slippers, and white silk pajamas. Oh, he looked so nice, I hated to wake him. <laughs> I went over, I shook him, I said, honey, it's your wife. He said, quick, hide me. I have to walk my dog. I'll see you later.
comedian and uh, that was uh, Andrew Singer I believe who produced that and is also in it and he probably wrote the music too because he's a very talented guy all right what are we down to seven minutes here okay uh, let's do nursery rhymes with Betty White Elizabeth's little niece, Kathy. Well, inasmuch as Kathy was only four years old, 
Elizabeth and Alvin had to do some studying up on the care and treatment of Nisa. Elizabeth, how are you tonight? Well, I see you're getting ready for your little niece's visit, but what's Alvin going to do to make her happy? Why don't you call him in and let's find out. Alvin! Hi. Honey, do you think Kathy's going to like this? Oh, honey, that's real cute. Oh, you're a genius. <laughs> I want her to be happy while she's with us. <laughs> what's that? Mother Goose nursery rhymes. I thought I'd memorize some of them so I could tell them to Kathy at bedtime. <sighs> you're a good man, Alvin. Oh, it's nothing. No, I mean it. You're a good man. Well, thanks. Good, good man. Nothing more than but most anybody. Now, don't try to minimize it. You're a good man. Well, okay. A lot of men wouldn't go to all that trouble for a little girl, but you did. You're a good man. Thanks, Olivia. That's the wrong answer. What was I supposed to say? That's the wrong answer, too. Who made the doll dresses? Well, you did. I just told you. Oh, you're a good woman. <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart. You say the sweetest thing. Why don't you read me some of those? Seriously, it was a nice thought, honey. Oh, all righty. Now, let's see. What do we... What do we... I know that one. Oh, here. Ding, dong, bell. Pussy's in the well. Who put her in? Little Johnny Green. The and... nasty little beast. <laughs> well, how can you sit there with that self-satisfied look on your face while the kid puts a cat in the well? Honey, don't yell at me. I didn't write it. Well, you're reading it. Now, don't get excited. There's a moral to the whole thing. Listen to this. What a naughty boy was that to try to drown our pussycat. See? <laughs> That's like saying, I'll be vexed if you shoot Grandpa. Oh, let's get that one. I just... I'm sorry, honey, but I feel very strongly about things like that. Oh, so do I, honey. I just didn't notice it. That's all. We'll get another one. Let's see. Oh, here, here, this is the one. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. Ha. <laughs> is that all? Yeah, that's all. What are they going to do, let him lie there? It's only a nursery rhyme. Humpty Dumpty was an egg. And now he's an omelet. I think that's horrible. Well, we'll just skip that one then. <clears throat> hey, diddle, diddle, the cat and the fiddle, and the cow jumped over the moon. Okay so far? Sure, that's cute. The little dog laughed to see such sport, and the dish ran away with a spoon. <laughs> that's kidnapping. Why do they mean the dish eloped with a spoon? Well, then it's too advanced for Kathy. Honey, what else do you have? Honey, I don't think it's too advanced. It's about a dish and a spoon. Kathy is four years old, and you want to teach her about spooning? You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Well, I've got news for you. I'm not ashamed of myself. And how do you like them onions? Well, if you're going to talk like a child, the least you could do is be grammatical. How do you like them onions? I got my own stupid nursery rhymes in the other room. You stay right here. I'm not going to have you warping that child's mind without my help. No, warping. If there's any warping of minds to be done, we'll do it together. Okay. 
Now see if you can find one decent rhyme in that vulgar book. You gonna stand up while I read this? Yes. Good, then I'll sit down. Howard. Jack Spratt could eat no fat and his wife could eat no lean. You keep mom out of it. I didn't say one word about your mother. I know what you're thinking. So between them both, you see, they licked the platter clean. And I suppose you think that's table manners. Are you? It teaches the kid to eat all of her food. It licked the stupid platter clean. Like a couple of pigs. Where did I say anything about a couple of pigs? Go ahead, show me. We're screaming at each other like a couple of fishmongers. I wish I were dead. So do I. I left out the part about Little Miss Muffet because you don't like spiders. Thanks a lot. Don't do me any favors. See if this will please your majesty. Little Jack Horner sat in the corner eating his Christmas pie. His Christmas pie. Make something out of that. Go on. Read the rest of it. That's the part I can't stand. He stuck in his thumb and he pulled out a plum and he said, what a good boy am I. What's wrong with that? His manners are worse than Jack Sprout. <laughs> He licked the stupid platter clean, didn't he? I'd hate to see what he'd do with a bowl of soup. Listen, Alice, you've got to get this in your mind. Go ahead, be friends with a bunch of pigs. See pigs. if I care. Pigs? I suppose Humpty Dumpty was a pig. He's an egg. Well, what about the king's men? Don't you tell me. If Jack Sprat wants to eat some the... fat, and if Johnny Green wants to push that cat in the well, he can... Look at the mess they made. Wants... And I don't think it doesn't matter. Listen, I'm talking about... Oh. <laughs> what should we do with this? Throw it away? No, it never hurt us when we were kids. <laughs> but I think you better leave me at this point. Why? I'm not fit to live with. All right. I shall leave you at this point. Why? Because you're not fit to live with. Good night, sweetie. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Elizabeth, aren't you ashamed? There you go. All right. Uh, this is Nancy Lombardo. What's the buzz in New York? Thank you for listening. And don't forget Betty Joe Tucker, Movie Attic Headquarters, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. This week, it's all about dance. Check it out. Thank you for listening. Big kiss. Bye-bye.